0: This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went try to rent them out. And then he became one real investor man. Hey, Simple Passive Cash listeners. Today we are going to talk about giving up your timeshare. Why they're not the best of investments and what the process is to unload them. And I personally am always looking to take advantage of a distressed seller whether it's apartment building or i'm interested in these timeshares to buy but not from the the first buyer but the second owner i'll get into this and this kind of goes into the whole hobby lately i've been having buying cars lately i've been realizing it's not the greatest to buy a car new obviously because of that you you take that big gut punch as you drive it off the lot but as you, you pick up a one to two year old car you ride that decay curve down and then you sell it at some point before the warranties expire or shortly thereafter um, you can capture a low cost of ownership and you know, it's very counterintuitive of course but as we've seen through the uh, first two or three hundred podcasts full passive cash flow land things normally are but yeah i want to introduce alexandra olson who is from the if you guys want to check this out on your computer to give up my timeshare.com but Welcome, Alexandria.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yeah, so I'm from Give Up My Timeshare. We help people to get out of their timeshares, and we also, of course, always sourcing a buyer for that seller that is distressed, that wants to get out, whose kids don't want their ownership. Yes, we are uniting sellers and buyers. Some of them are taking over ourselves, and that's our business.
0: Friends don't let friends buy timeshare. It's so kind of a crummy investment. It's scammy how they do things, right? You see them here in Hawaii. And every time I go on vacation, you got like people handing out flyers and like trying to trick people into talking to them, especially at Las Vegas, buying these timeshares. Let's go through the process. Some young couple, they get bamboozled into buying this thing. Um, how does somebody really end their timeshare? What's the process like?
1: First of all, if there is no mortgage on the property, so it's free and clear, the maintenance fees are current, then it, it comes down to a matter of finding a new owner. There have been a lot of scams that have emerged about trying to help people say, oh, we were frauded in the purchase or all these different things. But what it really comes down to is this is deeded ownership. This is real estate. So you do need to find a new buyer, just as you can't walk in the street and declare, I don't want this home anymore. The property tax bill and HOA fees and things are still going to find you whether or not you've declared that to the world. It's the same with a timeshare. It is a deed and you need to find a new buyer. And that's really the trouble is that the resale market has diminished incredibly in The last five to 10 years just because of the different travel options that have emerged. And
0: just so that we can pinpoint it, because every time people ask me, why do you, I'm a real estate investor, I have a timeshare. I'm like, dude, that's not, you're not an investor. You just got suckered into a deal. But I can (laughs) never explain, I can't explain to myself. I just walk up upset and frustrated. My understanding is because when people buy a timeshare, they not only is it expensive and when you figure out the cost of ownership, like do like a life cycle cost analysis. It doesn't, it's not a good deal, but also you get into these nasty arrangements where you have annual maintenance fee mm-hmm. and then like you have a termination fee. So it's like, like negative equity. If you can explain that a little bit.
1: Sure. It's ultimately a timeshare was once sold as an investment and there was a resale market. Now, because of Airbnb, VRBO, the internet, consumer confidence in being able to plan a trip short notice and having a condo with accommodation similar to the timeshares where you have a kitchen and space, there's just no you know, resale market for it. That's gone away. So what you have is, it's basically a prepayment of vacations and it can be really quality vacations. I actually believe there can be some value in the ownerships if you use them. Now, getting back your original upfront investment, that's as you're speaking to too. With auto purchases, certainly buying resale would be much more advantageous. You don't have that 30 grand or whatever to recoup from the upfront. It can be a good value. I, I always tell people at our seminars or whatever, don't feel bad. 10 million homes in America own timeshares. And you bought this because you wanted to spend time with the people that you love in a beautiful place. And if it gave you those good memories, you probably wouldn't trade those for the money. That being said, it's really not a good investment because at this point, you can jump online, make reservations for anywhere in the world for this weekend and pay less than what the maintenance fee is in most cases.
0: And, and not to bash on timeshares that much, but I got a buddy, see, he bought them because it forces him to go on a vacation. If not, they never go on it. And for, for kind of higher net worth families that are very tightly personality, workaholics, yeah. you need stuff like that.
1: Absolutely. If it ends up being the catalyst to create memories with the people you love, that's awesome. And that is a great reason to look at owning one. Really, For probably most of your viewers, the maintenance fee annually is nominal, but if it does force that commitment to doing the trip and knowing, okay, we have a week we're going to do every year as a family, then it comes down to just picking something that's going to offer the most flexibility, and sometimes value isn't the most important thing.
0: But the economics have shifted, like you said, right, because people can just go on Airbnb, VRBO, et cetera, just book it, and it's not like hotels, they don't have availability. I mean, sure, you have to pay 600 bucks a night here in Hawaii, but there's no lack of space.
1: Right. And at the same time, like doing so many vacation rentals with Timeshares, I definitely see that if you are willing to understand the system, there's no learning curve on the internet, that kind of thing. Actually, most Timeshare owners are older rather than young couples. It's typically retired couples that now want to go and travel. They want to provide trips to their families. It's not to say that young families don't buy it, but more commonly, the consumer is kind of a baby boomer type. Just less
0: educated on what's the good purchase. And they just don't have a lack of information. They just don't and play how around. To work
1: the system. So many ownerships that we take over, we're able to get good value out of book weeks in Hawaii for the equivalent of about a thousand dollars of cost. You've got to know where to click online and, and have the patience to do that.
0: What's the process that somebody wants to sell their timeshare and then we'll skip over to, I think most of us don't really want, we want to buy timeshares from these distressed buyers or sellers we get into that at the end. But What's the process so if, if somebody someone, wants to unload it?
1: So if they want out of it, what they would do is I recommend that everyone first contact your resort. See if they'll let you out for free. That does happen on occasion, usually with the higher end brand. So explore that option first. Plus you want to know that you didn't go and pay someone to get out of it when you could have gotten out of it for free through the developer. That would be step one. If that's not the case, then you know you need to go through a company that can secure a buyer for you. And I would encourage everyone to, you know, be very careful and not pay anyone up front. And I'm sure that your viewers are, you know, certainly... A little more savvy than many of the people that have fallen victim to the scams but in general don't pay anyone up front if a client comes to us all we're going to need is the deed a copy of the deed if they have it copy of their ids copy of a recent maintenance fee bill we can then price it out we use a calculator so we already have pricing preset for every resort in the world and get them a quote within minutes and if they want to move forward we send them an e-sign contract open escrow and it follows a normal real estate process. So we're never paid until close of escrow and we don't even collect payment. It all goes through the title company. So it's a very secure transaction and a, a guaranteed one. If we are not able to secure a buyer on our own, then we're going to transfer it into our, our own name and turn it into vacation rental it's a guaranteed quick process and what our clients are looking at is hey, we don't use this thing, we're paying for it every year anyway, and then it's going up at six to ten percent a year. We're just throwing money away. Let's basically stop the bleeding.
0: So what's the normal commission structure? Like with real estate, you know, deals at six percent is usually mm-hmm. the commission and then how does it what's the normal range to keep in mind? Are you a non incredited investor looking for opportunities to invest passively? How about a newer investor looking to get a bit of a track record and confidence from your spouse who's a little bit skeptic of what you've been listening to the last few months? And could you use the reinforcement of double-digit returns paid like clockwork in the form of monthly dividends? The American Home Preservation Fund, or AHP, is currently open again and is looking to bring new investors with them. I have been investing with them since 2016 and originally I used it as a means to pay for my regular expenses. I started with $60,000 as my initial investment and that paid my car payment completely for me every single month. HB collaborates with existing homeowners to keep them in their homes via restructuring or selling the debts unlike their competitors. It's a way to make great returns while feeling good about making a social impact. After investing myself in the fund, it was awesome when owner George Newberry saw the impact Simple Passive Cashflow was making and eventually approached me to become a spokesperson of the company. You can start investing with as little as hundred bucks, and if you want a free bird zone book, please send me an email at Lane at SimplePassivecashflow dot com. For more information about investing with HP, go to HPservicing.com slash investors. I
1: like to buy stuff. Well that's a library. Are you asking what do we charge? To yeah. Three to five years of maintenance fees is a good rule of thumb. The exception, there are some outliers to that, which would be resorts that have very high transfer fees or require prepayment of two or three years of maintenance fees, something like that. I do have a webinar on our website that explains why we have to charge in the first place, all the scams to watch out for if you're just starting to explore how to get out of a timeshare and really covers the entire process.
0: What's one of the better ones, the less nasty Wants to get up and what are like the worst.
1: Okay. Probably the, the simplest would be a straightforward deeded week. What's happened over the last 10 years in the industry is a lot of resorts have moved to a trust base, like it's a real estate trust where they now upgrade all the inventory into that trust. And it's it's points that the client is using collateralized by this real estate trust. Those are a little more difficult because it's basically a membership and you have to have the resort approval before you can transfer title. So, And that's like Disney's
0: like that, I think.
1: Yeah. Disney, your diamonds, your Wyndham's, the big players. And I prefer to deal with straightforward deeded, old legacy properties where someone owns week 42 and unit 10. That's always the the quickest and easiest transaction. That being said, we're familiar with and pride ourselves on being the best in the world at getting through the process with whatever property it is. That's how we've built our whole business model is around not getting paid until we've completed the transaction. And it has of course encouraged us to be the best at getting it done.
0: I'm not too familiar with timeshares. Normally they cost what about 50 grand cash in the beginning. You can't finance it, right? I think
1: the average is about twenty thousand, and you can finance usually at about eighteen percent.
0: And then they're putting in twenty grand. The maintenance fees are about how much per a
1: year? Is very typical.
0: Okay, so for me to dump my twenty grand um, timeshare that I might have access to, what about five, ten days out of the year? Or something Correct. Like that.
1: Yeah, typically seven days mm-hmm. a year is what that will get you.
0: So I would have to pay maybe five grand to dump it, and then get the twenty grand back, or maybe no. a little bit more.
1: There will be no getting the 20 grand back. And that's the hard pill to swallow is that this is not an investment that has any return other than in memories. So if you used it, had some good times, great. But whether or not you use it, you're paying for it forever. And there is no one on the other side that's going to pay for this feed at this point.
0: Okay. So what if I want to buy one of these things? How much could I buy one of those for?
1: There are thousands of timeshares online for free.
0: Is that available on your guys' website, or how would I get
1: the list? Yeah, this has actually never really come up. in in this kind of a setting. We don't advertise it in that way. We do actually use like a shared Google sheet that will list all of the available ones on. So I guess the thing would be if someone had interest that was listening to this, or I I can certainly send you that. And we have seen over the last few years, some nice portfolios be sold or taken over by larger vacation rental companies. And if you want to work it, you can do well. You can make 10, 20% above the maintenance fees on these ownerships. And sometimes much more. It's just a matter of a lot of times your owners don't want to become an expert on vacation rental to deal with their one week a year. Now, if you're doing like we do, where you have a whole bunch of them and you're making a business out of it, yeah, of course you can do well. And we are happy to give them away if there's interest. Our business model is to get paid for getting someone out of it. Right, we don't about trying cost. to make money reselling them.
0: If I wanted to stock something here in Hawaii, just use an example like that, that somebody had previously paid 20 grand for maybe paying 5 grand a year how much would i have to pay to acquire something like
1: that for myself you wouldn't
0: oh for
1: free is actually paying rather than the buyer in these transactions and that's what can be a little confusing so unusual right there's not many things where you pay to sell it and Makes you me know, like essence, not want to yeah. have.
0: Makes me not want to have it now. It's like a, it's yeah. like a monkey on your shoulder that you get for free, and now you have that monkey.
1: There are certain ones that can be a good value, and if you're going to use them, great. We get a lot of Hawaii inventory. It's a specific week and a specific unit. If you're going to go and use it to pay eight hundred a thousand dollars for a week in a condo on the beach in Hawaii is amazing you know it's just that these folks might live in Nebraska and aren't wanting to fly far because of covid now and they're looking at hey we didn't go the last couple of years anyway and we paid let's just dump the thing
0: yeah i'll definitely get on that list and i'll be stocking it a little okay. bit cuz i'm like one of those people that i need that motivation to actually spend money if not i just keep it in my bank or yeah. so it might be good for Folks like myself or their listeners.
1: Sure, to make a commitment to doing something with your loved ones at a specific you know, time of year that you can plan around, if that's something that is of interest, we're happy to give you any of the ownerships that our clients are trying to unload.
0: Anything else that you think listeners would be interested or you get very commonly asked on this topic that you think we miss?
1: Probably the biggest thing that I always want to communicate is to be very careful. Unfortunately, the timeshare industry is not very regulated, especially on the exit side of the industry, getting people out. There are almost no regulations. And so there are a lot of scams, any kind of situation where you're bringing money to a transaction, having to pay up front. If it's not a legitimate title company, just stay away from it. There are unfortunately a lot of you know bad players in this space. And I would just Caution anyone to do a little background research, look someone up on BBB, make sure they don't have attorney general complaints because there's very few out there that don't.
0: Anybody can get on BBB. I'm on there. I have an A plus rating, but just joking. But yeah, if you guys want to reach out to Alexandria, you can go to give up my Timeshare.
1: Yes. Any other,
0: that's probably the best way to get a hold of you guys.
1: That's the best way or a quick Google search, Alexandra timeshare. I'll pop up, watch our webinar. That will give you a lot of background information. Feel free to reach out if you are wanting to have access to what properties are we unloading right now. We can definitely hook you up if you want to step in as a buyer, or if you have one that you want to get out of, then definitely start with watching the webinar and reaching out. I'd love to chat with you about it.
0: Hey guys. So, Hey, no shame. If you bought a timeshare, we all make mistakes in the past. (laughs) Luckily you can unload this monkey off your shoulder to somebody else via this means if you guys have any friends or family members that need this information feel free to pass this along little hint 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 there for you but <laughs> Hey, if you get rid of that $5,000 a year payment, right? That's a rental property in four years, or if you don't another syndication deal. I I think once you realize that there's this alternative investing world out there, you start to look around the house and the coins and the couches, money all around. You start to look to really deploy that money. And you got a lot of dead, lazy equity or cash flow going out the door in one of these timeshares. And you do the math, right? If you're investing, making 10, 20% returns on your money, with a tax advantage basis, who cares about a $500 hotel timeshare that you get access to five times a year, you could probably go like baller status in the Maldives for $1,000 a night, right with the cash that you have and cash is king, cash gives you freedom timeshares you're just stuck in that arrangement. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, make sure you join the Investor Club, com slash club. All right, we're back, guys. Now it's time for a little real talk with Alexandria as my personal questions here, which I use my podcast to ask my selfishly questions. <laughs> All right, so if I'm thinking about buying like Alani, just use that as an example, which is the mm-hmm. Disney Resort here in Hawaii. I, I got to pay the annual maintenance fees, which is like well, five grand a year for something like that one.
1: Oh, no, probably about 1,200.
0: Twelve hundred. Oh, wow. So twelve pay twelve hundred, and that gives me access to the property for how many nights a year? You think
1: it will depend on the the time of year, what week it is, what size unit, but around a thousand to twelve hundred dollars for a week, pretty much anywhere in the world.
0: Okay, and of course I live here in Hawaii, so it's the same season. Every freaking day out of the year and I live here so that would be ideal yeah. so maybe I'm just trying to get a price per day in my head so is that five days
1: I find with doing the vacation rentals we end up averaging around 80 to 100 a night for what our cost is to make a reservation yeah.
0: but this Alani thing is really expensive. to stay there is like 600 dollars which I could think is a complete rip-off I'll never do that mm. but that's what they charge so that twelve hundred dollars
1: basis 200, they can charge fifty thousand dollars up front for a week at a place like Alani because then it's all about the oh over the next seven to ten years you're gonna break even on because you're only paying a thousand a year and
0: So you're saying if I pay like my maintenance fee of a couple grand for that one, maybe, i would be able to stay there for five nights or something like that. So an average night of two hundred bucks.
1: Yes, it would be unusual in timeshare to ever even average paying $200 a night for summer.
0: Okay, that I can do. Because I have to take these quarterly breakout to do like personal goals and stuff like that and family stuff. This would actually work to that.
1: Yeah, and if know when you're going to be doing those breaks for the planner, for someone who's organized plans ahead and schedules and is fine planning a year out, two years out, Timeshare is going to work very well for. Her. That's just not how people plan travel typically anymore. And that's where there's been this imbalance where about 80% of Timeshare owners want out of their ownership.
0: Yeah. And, and for you guys listening, this is where it's important to like the imbalance, right? So many people in California, Hawaii, Seattle, New York, they all think to buy their houses is why I say do the complete opposite because the imbalance there's so many desperate landlords out there that would love to rent their house for two to three grand to somebody like you guys that's where you guys make money on the delta just like in this circumstance cool i'll i'm gonna try this out and maybe update you guys on a future show